0: It's a good time, but it's also a serious time. Hallelujah. Beginning with verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. In the the, the, uh, Passion Translation, it says, Now, my beloved ones, and I just like the way it says it, I have saved these most important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. we know what Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says. The word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And the Amplified says, for the word of God, the word that God speaks is alive and full of power. Okay? And I know I've said this before, but it's worthy of repeating even tonight. If we read What God says concerning his word, his word, as Jesus says, heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will remain. And his word doesn't remain simply just to be sounds or just words that are just simply spoken, but they hold true throughout all generations heaven and earth will pass away but God's word will remain in other words it will remain intact it will remain it will maintain its power its influence and its effect throughout the generations society can change generations can change but God's word will always remain the same we don't deal with the same things that are early pristine parents adam and eve dealt with when they were in the garden of eden if you will but there are similarities of things that we do encounter that they encounter they encounter temptation they fell if you will we encounter temptations and many of us fall or have fallen if you will but the lord is gracious and merciful to lift us back up amen a righteous man can go down seven times and the lord will lift him up if you will and so um, we live in different times from them, and then we live in different times from those who lived in 1800s, if you will, when times were different and, you know, things were different and the way people lived and conducted their lives were different. But the Word of God was still the same. It was the same in the beginning. It was the same in Middle Ages. It's the same today as well. It remains effective. It remains powerful. It, it remains energizing, effective in its work. And so when it comes into our lives or as our lives being as Soil, if you will, and that word is implanted into our hearts. First, it enters into our ear gate and then filters through our mind. But if we continue to meditate upon it and just continue to gain un- understanding, it, it just filters down into our heart. And then we start to live everything out because everything stems from the heart, if you will. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks with the heart. Man believes. Evil thoughts proceed from the heart, if you will. We act out on the things that we do, or we do the things that we do because of our heart if we got an evil heart we'll be doing evil things if we have a good heart we'll be doing good things because everything flows it flows out of the issues of the heart if you will so if we get god's word which is powerful which is sharper than any two-edged sword into our ear gate into our mind and down into our heart it should not diminish its power or influence it should still be that same word amen would you agree And so what the word needs is agreement on the inside of us, whether we're going to believe this word or not, because we can ignore it and it has no effect. But it's still the same word. And then we may look at others, and not that we have to compete and compare with others, but if we look at others and we see, man, they are really strong in their walk with God. Man, they're really serious in their walk with God. Man, they're really, and you know, and then some we admire, and then some we don't admire, if you will. But the thing of it is, is that if 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 they're getting the same thing that I'm getting, how come I'm not getting the same results that they're getting? We remember the parable of the seed sore, and I don't mean to be rep, uh, redundant in this, but The four different types of soil, the word has the ability to work in each one, but for various reasons, it does not produce the desired result. But there was one heart, if you will, or there was one soil, if you will, where Jesus says that it's good soil. And so they hear the word, they understand the word, and then the word produces much fruit, some 30, some 60 and some 100 hundredfold return well the other three had the same opportunity but things go on in a person's life that counter or come against God's word but God's word is still powerful it will work just as surely as it works in the good heart it'll work in that person's bad heart they may need a heart change but it'll work and so when that word comes in and that word is believed, that word is cultivated, that word is meditated upon, that word is believed, that word is received, and that word is acted upon. Now, all of a sudden, that word just starts to germinate and starts to produce desired results. And then we start to see that, yeah, God's word is powerful. And as the writer says out of the, uh, the Passion Translation, be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. And so we know Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he ever lives to make intercessions for us. But he and the Father released the Holy Ghost to come down. And not just to come down on the earth, just to roam to and fro throughout the whole earth, but to come and live and reside within us. We understand by the word of God that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost, that the spirit of God indeed indwells us. Hallelujah. And so he comes and he makes his abode in us. And while he's there and faith is there and the word is there, there should be a spiritual explosion of which the word of God is saying like here. Be infused with strength through your life union with Jesus. Mm. I was trying to do a demonstration with QLM this past Monday night. Yeah, Okay. Uh, just wondering if there was still a work. Oh, some of you still here. But just in it ain't about me. Uh, I just, you know, I'll share my experience. It's not my experience that you need to be uh, imitating. It's the word that you need to be receiving. The experience is just to show you or demonstrate how things come about. It's like a parable, if you will, only I'm alive. Hallelujah. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect. But I'm thinking about the word, <laughs> which we ought to do. And so as I'm thinking about the word, all of a sudden I just sense my chest rising up. You know, I'll. Bodybuilder's chest, right, and it sticks out. And, uh, yes. Anyways, it stands out, and and you just just sense this, and and then it's like, yeah, it's like invincible. It's like superior. Not that you know, uh, we we get full of pride and arrogance and think that we're superior and better than others. We're no better than anybody. It it doesn't matter what color of our skin what uh what environment what neighborhood we grew up in it doesn't matter whether we're educated or uneducated we're inferior to nobody God puts us puts us in a place of superiority if you will it may sound arrogant but when you see it from God's perspective you have an understanding of what he's doing he's raising up sons and daughters after his kind if you will In other words, an apple tree will produce an apple tree. Amen? And a peach tree will produce a peach tree, the seed from it, if you will. And so righteousness should produce or reproduce righteousness. and so we, we are the seed or the offspring of God. We are his sons and daughters in this house and, and we continue what flows in the house and our house is not this house. Our house is heaven if you will. Our house is where God resides. We, come, I, we were born in his house when we got born again. I hope that makes sense to you. I know what I'm trying to say but I hope it's making sense to you. We were born again out of his house now and so we carry on what comes out of his house and not just what carried out in our house that we grew up in as you know whatever our pet names may be nicknames may be or the family that we grew up in we we come out of a different source now because you know that was from flesh and this is from god this is from spirit if you will and so we we come out and we represent god and we 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 carry on and conduct ourselves not as not not that we're god but we're his sons and daughters as offspring if you will he didn't he hasn't sent us out from his house to now be subject to the whims and the ways of this world or to be inferior to anybody except for him our allegiance is unto him we're in this world but we're not of this world we have to govern ourselves by the laws of this land but whenever the laws of this land contradict the laws of god we go with the higher law which is god's law amen we have not a worldly vision. We have a biblical kingdom vision, if you will. And that's where we live from. And so we, 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 we're in it, but we're not of it, and we don't have to comply with it when it contradicts the kingdom and the house that we are from. I hope that makes sense to you. And so some will look at you like, who do you think you are? They said that about Jesus. Who gave you the authority to do the things that you're doing? Well, you tell me. The baptism of John. Was it from heaven or was it of men? If we say it's from heaven, he'll say, why didn't we believe him? If we say it was of men, the people would get angry and might stone us or kill us. We don't know. We're not going to say Okay, I'm not going to tell you either, but he knew who he was, and he knew where he was from was far superior than where he was. He was not subject to them. He was subject to God, and Jesus, in being obedient in all things, his obedience wasn't to God. It wasn't to just Mary and Joseph. It wasn't to the authorities, if you will. It wasn't to when they uh, sent him to be crucified on the cross. His obedience was to God. That's why he went. And with God, this is the only way, Jesus. Father, if there be any other way, let it be. Nevertheless, not my will, but he was showing where his allegiance is. Because at any moment, when Peter took that knife and he tried to cut off Malchus' ear, at any moment, Jesus said, I could call a legion of angels right now. Put your sword in its place. I'm still in control. I'm just in submission to God. And that's living far above that's our citizenship is in heaven our accountability is in heaven or to heaven if you will our obedience and submission is to the things of God for, and I'm not trying to shoot all over the place but for people who have a problem with submission to authority if you have a problem submitting to earthly assorted authority, then you have problems submitting to heavenly authority. We submit not because they have this title or this position. We submit because we're submitted to God. And again, anytime time what man says contradicts God, we go with what God says. That's where our allegiance is. Why? Because we're here to glorify him. And his word works through that. And so the power and the strength, Jesus never gave them the the impression that he was insecure or that he was confused about his identity. He never gave them the impression like, you know, he was just uh, worthless, I'll just say. He knew who he was. He knew he was the son of God. He knew he was the Christ. It wasn't when Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God, that Jesus said, oh, yes, I am, after all, I am. No. He said, no, Peter, my father revealed that to you. Flesh and blood, you didn't get that from man. My father revealed that to you. And on this rock, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now, what kind of a church does that sound like to you? What kind of a church does that sound like? We can see the adversary working. And for so many people, they see so much evil going on that they can't even see God to where they think that the devil runs this world. But listen to what our Savior said. Upon this rock, I will, this revelation of who I am, Me being the Christ, the son of the living God, this word that I'm speaking to you, it ain't built on Peter. Peter's not strong enough. Peter can't handle it. Peter didn't go to the cross for us. He was crucified, but Peter didn't shed his blood to save us from our sins. Jesus did upon this rock, and it starts off little, but it grows up, and it takes over. And he says, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That that doesn't give me the image of a weak, defeated church. It doesn't give me the image of a church that is inferior and afraid and hiding out in a cave with tribulation food waiting for Jesus to come back. Jesus is coming back for a church that is busy about the Father's business. He says, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith in the earth? In other words, will he find active Christians terrorizing Satan? Or will he find us weak and feeble, barely making it by, hung up on the same stuff everybody else is hung up on? having the same issues that everybody else has. And there's no distinction as to who's on the Lord's side. Church attendance is a good thing. It's a place where we gather to encourage. It's a place where we gather to grow. It's a place that we gather in order to hear the word. It's a place that we gather to come and honor the Lord with the first fruits of our increase, with our substance and the first fruit of all of our increase. It's where we worship God. We can't send it directly to heaven, but we put it into the kingdom for his work to continue to go on. As far as the Lord will cause us to reach, that his work continues to go on. God's not raising up a weak church. Even in 2020, he never intended for the church to be weak. He revealed to us the sad state and condition that the church would go to, but it wasn't for every one of his sons and daughters. It, it's like there's going to always be a remnant. Somebody's always going to have some fire burning. Somebody's always going to be praying. Somebody's always going to be seeking God. Somebody's going to get tired of the way things have been going, and they're going to do something to make sure things change, if you will. You understand what I'm saying? We're not so caught up into the world that we forget about the things of God. Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid. The days of our lives are three score and ten. If by reason of strength, we get 80 years. Our lives are like a vapor. We're here one moment, we'll be gone the next. What did we do in that time frame? If all we did was live to ourselves, we have nothing to usher us into the presence of God. But if we spent our time doing the will of the Father, our works will follow us. Hallelujah. Yeah. And so great an entrance, as Peter talks about, will be made for us. Oh, yeah. You want to see your work? You want to see your impact? You want to see your effect? Or do you just want to go and just scarcely make it in by the hair of your chinny chin? chin? Chin. (laughs) Uh, So he says, be infused with supernatural strength. Through your life union with Jesus, be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Now, that's the word of God coming to us. And so, go back to that analogy. It's like, you're thinking about this. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then you just have this certain walk about you. It's not a walk of cockiness, but it's like a walk of power and influence that you. And then you it's like... <laughs> The gates of hell can't pervert, per- pervert, prevail against me. I tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing by any means shall hurt me. That word just starts to come, up, come alive within us. And, again, and we have all due respect for the authorities and things like that. Don't misunderstand me. But when it comes down to it, we are uh, our allegiance is to a higher authority. Hallelujah. And we respect authority because God tells us to respect authority. And it's not that we just want to fulfill his will. If God said don't respect that authority and we go and respect it, then something's wrong with us. But see, God knows how to do things. And he knows how to do it well. Hallelujah. He made us in his image and after his likeness. And he knew the plan and purpose that he had for each and every one of us to fulfill while we're here on this earth. And so every time we hear the word, every time we read the word, every time... Uh, 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 the word just comes up in our spirit, if you will. It's not necessarily having the Bible in your hand and reading. You can be walking, like I can be, as I was sharing with the men, I can be in in, in Africa, and that word that I have in me is with me. I can be in Asia, and the word that I have in me is with me. I can be in Canada, and the word that I have in me is with me. You can say me too, if you have any word in you. Wherever you go, that word will go with you. And that word won't lose its power because of a region that you go in. Because the word doesn't bow to anybody except for God and it's his word. Hallelujah. And he says his word won't return to him void, but it shall accomplish what he pleased and prosper in the thing that he sent it. I'm a thing. Hallelujah. I put myself in the place of a thing, because God even says in his word, he that findeth the wife findeth a good thing. And obtains favor from the Lord. So I'm a thing that God sends his word to. So I can expect his word to prosper in me. I can expect his word to accomplish things in me. And so when I know what the word is saying, if I don't fully understand it, I can pray over it. I can ask the help of the Holy Ghost who lives in me and is with me and has called me. Help me to understand this. And he might say, just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep thinking about it. Keep meditating. Or he can just explicitly tell me, go here. Boom, and there it is. Or he can just break it down right and and, and all of a sudden I just have clarity but he will not leave me in darkness or obscurity if you will concerning the things that God will want me to know and want me to understand and so when I gain that understanding I'm empowered now and thou shalt be the head and not Te- that was god's intentions for his people he didn't speak that to the heathen of the land he spoke it to his covenant people and thou shalt be the head and not the tail and thou shalt be above only and not beneath and that's the place that god wants us to be you've heard it before but it's worth they repeating now especially at this time and hour in 2020 new year new decade what are we going to do with it it's in our hands to run it's in our hands to believe. It's in our hands in order to find ourselves or, or, or condition ourselves or get ourselves to the position to where our hearts are loyal towards God. In other words, God can trust me with his word. God can trust that I trust him. It may not make sense to you, but just chew on it for a while. The Spirit of God will give you understanding god believes more in me than i believe in myself but he, he knows that i believe him but there are degrees that i can grow in believing him because he may take me to a place and I don't, I don't know and and it's like if it's god leading you just go even if you i don't know you just keep trusting i believe i believe i believe it, it, lord it looks like if i take another step and i don't walk uh uh downward i'm gonna fall if, in other words, if I don't do that, if I, if God says, do this, Lord, if I do that, there's more space and I'm subject to fall. If you, you understand, it's just an illustration. It's not anything. And God says, do it and trust me. And I do it and I trust him. Boom. And my mind was like, it'd be easy if I would have just taken the second step right here and, and it would have been easier on the knees and everything. But it just comes to the matter of trust and depending and relying on him. So his word inside of me, you say you. His word inside of you. You can say his word inside of me. You can repeat that if you want to. You don't have to. Yeah. His word inside of me. Jeremiah said, in Jeremiah 20, he says, I ain't going to say nothing else in his name. People ridiculing me, mocking me. They ain't listening to nothing. I say, I'm out here speaking your word every day. I come out in the morning and I declare what thus saith the Lord. And they are not listening to me. They are ridiculing me, mocking me. Even my own familiars. Those who say that, they're my friends. Even, and God had to tell them, look, your own family, Jeremiah, is not with you. And so Jeremiah got to the point where he says, I'm not going to say another word. And then he said, but his word was in me like fire shut up in my bones. And most preachers like the priest that and most people like to hear that sermon cuz yeah, fire in my bones. But see, the fire in our bones is not for us to just say, yeah, fire in my bones. <laughs> the word is that the word is active and it wants to accomplish What dad sent it to accomplish, it wants to prosper in the thing that dad sent it to prosper in, to accomplish things. That's why the word is there, and it doesn't want to lie dormant, inactive, suppressed, and held down by our own mind-thinking limitations. We have to take this word And dismantle strongholds, demolish strongholds, kick over sacred cows and religious sayings and things like that that really have no credence when it concerns the word of God. But out of religiosity, we just continue to do or say those things. Lord, don't move the mountain. Just give me the strength to climb. Lord, if you said if I speak to that mountain and I'm speaking to it, get out of my way. And then, boom, go through. You understand what I mean? Rather than just the religious things that we've said from generation to one generation to the next generation to the next generation but that the word of god be in us like fire and that fire is burning because it wants to accomplish it wants to prosper and what it says it is well capable of accomplishing so when paul says be infused what happens with you if you're sitting there at home reading, or if you're just walking by the way, and all of a sudden the Word of God that is in you comes up, you respond. Somebody speaks a word to you. The Lord told me to share this with you, and it it's something you know to be true. What happens after that? Last Wednesday was a sacred moment it was it was it was a holy moment it was a holy moment and not living in the past cuz God continues to do things in the present but it was a holy moment and all he wanted me to do was just certain individuals not that he's overlooking the entire congregation because when God moves like that just you know just get under the glory cloud and say Lord whatever you're releasing this way whether you call me or point me out or not I'm just no, I know I'm in it and I know I'm under it and I just receive from it but anyways sing, single and certain individuals just to and just to touch and he's like just so you know and, and, and speak holiness over them speak about my holiness over them And so each one was like a just a gentle touch of impartation. And there was peace that was released, a calmness that was released, but a power of holiness that was released as well. And so as God is my witness, because he was there with me, amen. When I read the the Passion Translation, (coughs) And it talked about the armor of God. I'm going to go there and then we're going to stop because it's uh, time is up for tonight. He says in verse 11, put on God's complete set of armor, provide it for us. This is the word of God. And this is what he says in King James, it says, put on the whole armor of God. So you'll be able to stand, having done all to stand. So that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser or the devil. There's a real devil out there. He's not fake or pretend. He'd like people to think so, but he's real. And you need to be ready to deal with him in the evil day. Your evil day might be today. My evil day could be tomorrow. Somebody else's evil day could be next week, if you will, or it can all happen at the same time. But you just need to stay ready, live ready, always be ready. And not just accept things as they come to you, but to combat things that come at you. You know it's not the will of God? Fight that thing off, resist that thing, send it back to its source. Your hand to hand combat is not with human beings but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms. So the spirit of rebellion is already generated in demon powers, and they release that through influence in the lives of many of those who have been created in God's image and after his likeness. For they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. That's why we have the troubles that we have in the world today. It's not a black and white issue. It's not a United States of America, Russia, China, all these other issues. It is a sin problem, and it is a darkness where people cannot see, and principalities and powers are governing and ruling the lives of many people. We have been set free from that by God's mighty hand and outstretched arm through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We've been delivered from the powers of darkness. This is why Jesus says the gates of hell will not prevail against the church if we're subject to the devil that means that we're not operating in who we are as the church of the living God because we're supposed to be prevailing meaning overcoming if you will meaning busting down the gates of opposition if you will I mean we're supposed to be on top and rising superiority hallelujah you can be a custodian and still operate in superiority power You don't have to have a title of being the chief executive of whatever or the most powerful man in the United States of America, uh, or the world, if you will, the president of the United States. You don't need that to be superior. You just need to be a child of God. You are above only and not beneath. You are the head and not the tail. Hallelujah. Okay, because of this, you must wear all the armor. Everybody say all the armor. You must wear all the armor that God provides so you're protected as you confront the slanderer. Listen, you are in a battle. You are in a fight. You are in a conflict. Okay? So just accept it. The truth is being spoken to you. And get ready to fight. David said, the Lord teaches my hands to make war. So God's not building cowardice in us. He's building boldness and confidence and courage in us. And he's like, put up your dukes, son and daughter. Put up your dukes and fight. Fight. Pray. Seek my face. Call upon me. Plead the blood of Jesus. Stand, having done all to stand. Resist the devil. Resist the powers of this present darkness. Come against that stuff and stop letting stuff just come against you. Don't be no mat. It just runs all over you. For you are destined for all things and will rise victorious. Do I need to read that again. Because of this, you must wear all the armor that God provides so you're protected as you confront the slanderer. For you are destined for all things and will rise victorious. But if you don't do nothing, you will become a doormat for the enemy to trample over any time and every time he wants to. And the Bible says you're not supposed to be trampled over, you're supposed to trample over. Tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy. Here we go. I'm 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 done after these this this verse. I'll stop after this one. Put on truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in triumph. I like this one. Remember last week, impartation, what was one of the words? Put on holiness. Now, King James says the blessed, the blessed, it is blessed, the breastplate of righteousness. But it says, put on holiness as the protective armor that covers your heart. And it's like, yeah, and yes, and amen. Yes, and amen, Lord. Stand to your feet yes and amen because if you want 2020 to be different from uh, 2019 you must do things differently it's not that you quit doing the word of god because the word works when you work the word it's not that you quit on your walk and relationship with god it's not that you draw back from god if anything you give more over to god You don't need your own life because you'll make a wreck out of it. You'll make a, a, a mess out of it. You need the hand of the master crafting you, shaping you, transforming you, changing you daily. I do. I know I do. Hallelujah. If I stop what I do now at this point in my life, I will be a miserable, wretched old man. Just good for death put me in a casket and bury me six feet under because I'm no good but if I continue to pursue the will of God oh praise God we're going out in a blaze blessed be the name of the Lord we're going out in a blaze hallelujah fire and glory hallelujah father we thank you for tonight thank you for each and every one of your sons and daughters In this place. We pray that the word does not return void, but accomplish what you please tonight, prosper in the lives of whom you have sent it to. Continue to shape us, make us, transform us. Everybody say, transform me, renew me, change me from from the inside out. And then let him do it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let him do it. Let him do it. Let him do it. We desire to be perfected, Lord God. We desire to grow with the increase that comes from you. We desire everything that you desire for us, nothing more, nothing less, almighty God. We pray that your word goes forth and that it accomplishes what you please and prospers in the thing that you've sent it. Thank you for each and everyone that is here, those who are watching live stream. We thank you for tuning in. We bless you in Jesus' name. If you've never received Jesus or you're in a backslidden state, want to give you the opportunity to get saved, all you got to do is confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Say, I believe in Jesus, that he died for my sin. I repent of my sin, and I receive Jesus as my Lord. Thank you, Father, for saving me. jesus name amen if you said that and you were genuine and sincere in your heart you're saved. now grow grow in the grace and knowledge of our lord and savior jesus fellowship with the people of god get a bible if you don't have a bible if you don't have a bible and don't have the money to get a bible then contact us information will be there on the screen you can contact us and we can get one into your hands but read that word and grow Let that word shape you, mold you, fashion you. Enjoy the life that you have now in Jesus. It's a good life. It's a great life. It is truly life. And it is life more abundantly. Amen. So, Father, now I speak the power of the blessing over your sons and daughters, that the Lord our God bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you, be gracious unto you, lift up his countenance on you, and give you his peace. The name of the Lord be over you and your household, that he may bless you, that you may enjoy the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, and above all else, you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers, that the gates of hell do not prevail against you, but you triumph over the gates of hell because of who you are and whose you are. In Jesus' name, everybody agrees, said amen, one another in the name of the Lord. It's a blessing having you. We'll see you soon. Saturday, if not before.